Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. All right. All right. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I am so excited to be talking to Renee Ebar tonight. And we are going to talk about all things sales and how to sell without being sleazy. Now, that's what I say, but Renee has a, a whole plethora of uh, ideas, recommendations. Uh, Renee helps coach me on my sales process. Um, she's an amazing, amazing lady, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit first. Tell us who you are, what you do, all the cool stuff. Awesome. Thank you, Don, for having me. So I am very excited to speak to you and your community. Um, I have been in sales for over 20 years. I've sold for other companies, products, services, AT&T, Quill, QuickBooks, uh, or Intuit at the, at the client level, Sprint, Direct TV. Great Lakes Waste. I mean, the list goes on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's just who I remember. <laughs> there yeah. are lots of others in between. Um, so all that to say, I've sold for others and now selling for myself where I started my own agency where I sell courses and coaching and consulting. It was different to sell for ourselves when it's our product or our service that's out yeah. there. It's a little more personal. And yeah. so- over the past 10 years, I've really, from my own perspective, having my own product-based company, I had a beverage company where we sold a consumable and we you know, got it from zero to 180 grocery stores in about 18 months wow. uh, from the farmer's market for 10 spots <laughs> to <laughs> filling cargo containers to Asia. Wow. Um, it was a ride. And then now being completely virtual with just services, consulting and courses, like I said. So I can definitely speak to the, po to the point of it feels weird selling for ourselves, whether it's a product or our own time and services. And it does. And, and so how, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you you've helped me uh, so much in my journey and just even, you know, crafting the right message, making sure that I'm um tooting my own horn in a way that makes sense, uh, you know, without feeling sleazy or selly about it. And and before we hit, you know, uh, record here, we were talking about how to tell your story. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's hit record before we continue on, because this is such good stuff. But, you know, you talk a lot about how to sell your product or your service by telling your brand story. And so maybe you could give us some, like, how, how do we do that? How, yeah. how do we kind of like feel comfortable telling it without feeling weird? That, that's a great question. So many of us that started businesses, whether it's product-based or otherwise, had a reason that we started it. Yeah. And it isn't always shared broadly. And maybe it's because we don't think it's important or we don't think anybody's going to care about that. 
And even more so, as our company has grown and made money, we as human beings, we donate to places. We are philanthropists. And maybe we never thought of ourselves like that because maybe we never had this much money before. Maybe we were never able to write a $10,000 check to the kids' playground, but now we can. And we, and we, we do these things, but we don't tell anyone. No, it's still kind and lovely and generous. I'm just giving one example here of donation and philanthropy and our story. But what if you did tell that? And how does that relate to the mixer that you make? Well, maybe sure. the mixer that you that you get manufactured and sold by the cargo load across the world through Amazon potentially or whatever, your own Shopify store. What if that mixer was an inspired business because you had a life event and it and, yeah. and it made you think back about the best times. It made you think about the best times in your life. And the best times in your life were always spent in the kitchen with your grandma, mixing up cakes. Your grandma was the best cake maker ever. And you yeah. just remember all these good times and how it was always around, you know, the measuring and the, and the cracking of the eggs and, you know, all the things that you mix up that you got some really good heartwarming talks with your grandma. And you wanted to create a business with these amazing mixers because of that experience you had. And right. you in your heart of hearts would love other people to have that experience. If this, if buying this mixer means that they get to have that experience with their loved ones, then, then that is what you really love. Now, of course, it's also just a really good mixer, but there are people that will buy your mixer over the other mixers that are out there. If that's your product because of that story. I'm sold on the mixers already, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I think the way that you just described it, it, it feels so natural. And I think sometimes we think that that doesn't mean we're selling, right? Like, so how could it be so easy to tell the story of why I started my product-based business or my service business, but product-based in this case, how, how can that be selling? Like, how does that feel like, you know, it just feels like I'm telling my story, but you use that and and that's your kind of zone of genius is how do you pull that out of yourself and how do you give people that insight and that perspective so they really do want to buy it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about it is the best way. So putting yourself in a position where you're forced to talk about it. I love video, but if video is not your thing, audio is great. Sometimes just talking it out, letting yourself free free talk. Just tell the truth. Tell it yeah. like it is. Maybe you might misstep and say a couple of weird things. That's okay. You don't have to, you know, I mean, like ultimately you can edit these things. You don't have to necessarily publish it the first time you speak it. But to, we all have a reason. And and okay, let's say your reason wasn't because of grandma. Maybe you just really wanted to make money. Well, why did it need to make money? Well, because I was going through a divorce. Okay, well, then what? Well, I was going through a divorce and I was put to this really str- tragic and emotionally, yeah. you know, heartfelt time when I needed to make sure that my child was still going to be able to maintain her ballet classes and going to be able to maintain the school she was at and going to be able to maintain a home that was... Yeah loving and livable and had all the things that 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 was still there before the divorce while still having my heart broken. Yeah. Right. So that could be another story. So again, I buy the mixer and then I was like I so then I set out on a mission to find the best best mixer ever. Because if I was going to put a product out there, it was going to be great. It wasn't going to be, you know, half done. It was going to be amazing. People were going to love it. And they're going to be able to and you know enjoy the mixer and everybody was going to have a have a better life because of it. So we all have some reason. Even if it wasn't grandma, there's some reason. Yeah. And then like I was saying, the second layer of that is once you do make your first dollars, where does that money go? You know, we've small business Saturday, right? We've heard the pitch that they bring to us like, hey, listen, every 
cup of coffee you buy from that local non-Starbucks chain, hey, nothing against Starbucks, but if you buy from Jane's coffee shop, you know, Jane probably has a mortgage on her building, maybe her house, her car mm-hmm. lease. Uh, her, she's got kids in school. We know even if you kids go to public school, those guys... Every week, there's this another there's another fundraiser. Right. <laughs> there's some other thing that's very right. important and meaningful that you need to give money to. Right. right. They kill you 25 bucks at a time, you know? Right. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. I thought we had money to go to dinner this week. No, we don't. You know? So right. right. it's just, it, so if you've got kids or a family and you buy from Jane's Coffee Shop and or you're the equivalent online of Jane's Coffee Shop then that's your story and that's okay too. But let's say you make, you get past that point where you're, you're not worried about the mortgage and the, and ballet classes anymore. Now you're like, you're at the point where you've, your company has made so much money. It needs to have some sort of philanthropic efforts, right? And you were always a giver. Hey, if you had five bucks, you'd always give it to the Salvation Army guy. Maybe that's all it was when you were in college or just growing this company. Yeah. You you know, you had a friend in need, you you know, no problem. If they were sick, you would drop off food. You know, you've always been that caring kind of person. Let's say this is the type of person you are and you start a product-based business, an e-com business, and now it's doing great. And you are able to write that $10,000 check to reforest parts of pick a place in the world, right? Amazon is an easy place. Right. And so why do you do that? Why is that important to you? Well, there's probably a reason. Maybe at some point in your life, you have a family member who had a situation where that's related. So it's some, it's important to you. Guess what? It's probably important to lots of other people too. And what we were talking about before I, we got live here or started to record was I went to university, State University of New York at Plattsburgh, right across Lake Champlain from <laughs> Berlin's in Vermont. This yeah. is back in the night, you know, 1990, for goodness sakes. Mm. And so, oh, what? They lost me. Were we alive? <laughs> right. We didn't have cell phones. How was the world <laughs> working? Right. How, how did we even function? I have no idea. <laughs> I literally don't. Anyway, so I remember going to like Ben and Jerry's legit Burlington, Vermont yeah, store. Yeah. And I still buy Ben and Jerry's, even though there's like a billion types of ice cream to buy. But when I buy, I feel that connection to that time in my life, which was a very fun time. Yeah. And a connection to the a continued purchase because of the connection to their mission. Yep. So having a company mission, even if you only sell a mixer, you know, or a widget, we want to put something on it. It's still important because their values as business owners, since I feel an alignment with those values, I want to purchase their product. Now, I could purchase lots of different ice creams. They do make excellent ice cream also, but (laughs) they do, do, but I have a choice as a customer. And so as that choice, I buy that. I have lots of friends who buy Subaru because of the mission of the company. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes back to the no like and trust factor a little bit. And I yeah. know that's kind of like an overused marketing phrase sometimes where, where you say no like and trust, but really it does come down to understanding why your brand is more unique or special or mission based or how you can build that connection point with your audience so that they are drawn into you. And the sale becomes much easier when the story behind it is actually present, right? And and right. you can hear it or understand it. And it there's no better person to tell the story than you as the business owner. But a lot of times I think, you know, particularly with e-com businesses, we focus so much on the product itself and wondering why the product isn't selling 
And I, I can scroll through Instagram and see amazingly beautiful photos of, of health and beauty brands and, you know, fashion and all the different things. But very rarely do you ever see or hear the story of why that particular brand was put out there. So when we think about social media in particular, because a a lot of our listeners are are using social media as their main platform for selling right now, what are some tips that you have on how to do that authentically without, you know, again, it's like, oh, the DMing is like enough already, you know, like, how, how do I start getting my story out there, and then building that connection in that next level? you know, through, through social media that doesn't necessarily feel weird. Yeah. Great question. So when you asked before, how do we get that story out there? How do we know what stories to tell? Social media is a really, you know, zero barrier to entry place. I mean, all of us have a phone in our pocket. That's also doubles as like a production studio. So hold up your phone, do an Instagram live, do a Facebook live, LinkedIn live, just to play, don't even do live, do a video and post it. Um, And that video to say I was asked a really great question as to why I started my business and I want to share my answer today. And yeah. then you do that once a month until the way you answer it feels fluid, feels like something you want yeah. to put in writing. Then it goes on your website. Do people all look at your website? No, but it's a story you've told. It also might get you featured in magazines, featured in publications because your story is unique. So by you telling the story of why you started a company that sells mixers, just to keep on my analogy here, yeah. um, that is your USP, your unique selling proposition, right? Yeah. As a product developer, it's very easy to get into the mindset of the features and benefits and why the crank is so much better and why the metal is so much stronger right. and why it's less likely to break and why we put silicone on the handle and, and, we, and we, we gripped it. You know, we, why we did all these things, why we do the packaging the way we do. Well, if there's a reason why, you should share it because there's possibly that other people that don't know enough about the science or technology or the mechanics around it to know why that's important. They know they, they, they are going through your strategy with you. You're breaking it yeah. down. You're giving them the behind the scenes. So social media is an easy barrier to entry. That looks like video. That looks like a, a post. That yeah. looks like, you know, if you want to write it out or you want to just speak it into a voice notes and have your administrator, someone on your team, write it out for you. Someone that writes blog posts. So it's the blog that matches the post that matches the story that matches the video. So no matter where I find you, and if I keep finding you in all these places, I'm hearing the same drumbeat. I'm hearing the same story. You have a reason why you did it. Not only the creation of the company, but the features and benefits of the product and what you hope it does for people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so powerful. I mean, I think we miss that so many times when we're talking about our business, particularly product-based businesses. It's always the feature. It's always the benefit of the product. It's always the cool new thing, the widget, the the gadget. Like you said, the crank is so much better. I was just talking to one of my clients and they were going on and on and on about their, their particular unique zipper that they had on their on their dog jacket. And I, I was like, yeah, it's really cool. But why did you create that? Or why did you do that? What was it about that particular thing that made you need to create it? And so positioning it so different, you know, in your mind, with your mindset of, of how you tell the story versus focusing so much on the product. I just love that. Yeah. Well, and again, the story, again, the story behind it, what inspired, yeah. what was that spark that you had that inventor's mind but it's very hard oftentimes as the creator and the 
producer, the mechanical engineer, you know, that made yeah. it all possible to get out of, to get out of our own head. And that's why we hire agencies like yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, because we, you're uh, able to pull it out of their head. You're able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the I, I hire you so that you can help me pull it out of my head. Right. So I think we're always better at, at tooting everybody else's horn and not, not always great at, at doing our own story and, right. and having our own conversations. And I think, you know, you've just reiterated the fact that like, it's so important for people to understand that so that they really get that connection to you. And, and there's that, you know, oh, I love that story. I want to buy that thing. So as we think about this more and more, and, and you and I have had a lot of conversations and, and talked about the power of social media. And you just mentioned that, you know, using social media is there's like no barrier to entry to that. You know, what we're seeing now is a world where you're bombarded with spam and bots and things and stuff, and everybody's entering into your DMs. And you and I have had a lot of conversations about how do you do that really authentically when you are going to reach out to people. So so now you've built that connection with someone on, let's just stay with social media for a minute, but you, yeah. you built that connection on social media and now you want to take it to that next level. They, they've bought into your story, but they haven't bought your product. Like how do you take it to that next level without feeling really weird about it and spammy with like, Hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Now you know me, but buy it kind of thing. How, how do you do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, it's kind of, I mean, I, you know, I always go back to an analogy that I think we've all experienced, even if it was a long time ago. And that is dating, right? So the guy you want to date, he is the prospect in this case, right? (laughs) So um, I want to, I don't want to be like, so you want to go on a date? I don't want to say that, but that is what I want to have happen. Yeah. And so instead I want to show up where he is, right? So in college, I would, if I had my eye on a guy, I would make, I would find out what sport he was in when he was at the gym and I would make sure that I was at the gym at the same right, time right, in my right. best yoga pants with my hair and makeup done, duh. Because <laughs> that's how you go to the gym. Right. When you're you show up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, before social media, so I couldn't just like do some uh, selfies. Right. Look at me. <laughs> I had to actually physically show up in his presence and find a reason to start. Oh, you're here. Hey, didn't I see you at AXP the other night? Oh my gosh, it was a crazy party. Yeah, all right, cool, bye. And then, like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. so that's what social media gives you is proximity. You need proximity for every single sale. You don't always have to go into the DMs. I typically go into the DMs when I have a reason to reach out. Um, and so maybe they watched a story, mm. maybe they, cause then I'll know who it was, right? Maybe they've been opening up emails. So having a social media presence gives me proximity without having to physically go near them. Yeah. Right? So it gives me proximity. And it, what is my reason to reach out? Well, I know that a lot of any Shopify site that I go to will have a pixel, right? So I'll, they'll be able to have retargeting ads come in my yeah. newsfeed. That's a great way yeah. to show up. Second way is sometimes there's the pop-up where you can get a 15% off your offer. If you give me your email right now, that's one yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I, or I saw one last night. I, I, you know, I like to shop in my newsfeed like everybody else. There were some right. really cool pants. I was like, oh, those are cool looking. They look like yoga pants, but they're dress pants. What? I can wear them <laughs> to the office or online. <laughs> you know, you know how the, it was a great fit. I was like, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> 
Anyway, so they had a little pop-up. Hey, spin the dial. Just put yeah. it in the dial and you get a, a randomizer. It feels feels like feels lucky. I feel lucky today. Right. right. <laughs> um, I liked that one. So let's say they did a story and I, you know, I click on them, I, I follow them online, say, hey, follow us and get more deals and discounts. And I watch a story. And let's say someone on their team noticed that I watch a story. Now, without saying, hey, I noticed you watched the story. You yeah. know this, but you don't say it. It's like in the gym. I don't, I'm not like, hey, I see you looking at my booty. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you want to go on a date? That right. would be weird. Don't do that. Instead, be like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Strike up another conversation. So have somebody on the team go into DMs to like follow them, talk to them yeah. and say, hey, you can respond if they liked it. You know, if they're watching your story, you can hit respond right away. Mm -hmm. Do you have any questions about our products or services? Yeah, that's easy. Right. Or that's an easy question. Right. If you want to get creative, you can, because you know they're already watching, you can say, um, have you purchased any of our products and services? We'd like to feature our favorite customers. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Mm. So those are just two little snippets off the top of my head. But that's, you know, that's what yeah. I do. Looking at these different scenarios, we have proximity. What's our reason to reach out? And mostly it's just, how do I get the, the real is, how do I get the conversation started again? Because if they're talking to me, I'm in the game. Yeah, I love that. You know, a lot of times we don't think about even people who have opened up our emails, finding them, you know, on social, following them, looking at their stuff, uh, you know, doing the work ourselves as product based business owners to also find our customers, not just assuming that our customers are always going to find us. We need to go out and do some searching as well. And I think that's an interesting point of, you know, making sure that if you notice somebody is liking or following or opening your email or all those things that you are engaging with them in a way that's not super spammy, but very much like, hey, I noticed you opened our email. I noticed you spinned our dial or I noticed that you something, something or, hey, like you said, have, have you ever tried our products or, you know, what would be some other ways that maybe you could say that without, you know. Well, the number one thing is you want to compliment someone and make them feel special. Mm. And so um, I might not reveal that I've noticed that they've opened up things because I don't oh, want to, I want to, I want to play my cards close to my, I'm, yeah. I know it, but I don't need to say I know it Yeah, necessarily. Okay. So, because then, then they're like, oh shit, she's watching me. <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, you know, but don't be, don't be weird. And <laughs> tell people you're like watching them. Do you remember when ATMs first came out? Yes. And I was like, there's a camera here. I have to really like be staunch. Like, oh, here's my <laughs> I'm typing in the numbers. Right. It's my card, I promise. Not right. my mom's card that I took from her purse. <laughs> so when people feel like they're being watched, they don't like it. Even yeah. though everybody's watched all the time. Thank you. Right. Say yeah. 10 things. Say, say scissors into your right. into your phone 10 times. See what happens. Right. So all that to say. Without revealing my cards, I could also create, and I know a lot of product-based companies do this, VIP areas or VIP lists, whether it's a VIP Facebook group or a VIP something, group or community or list on their email. Get in on the VIP. Be the first to hear about new products before they get launched Be a or be a part of our taste testers or be a part of our special focus group where you get access to products and services that we don't announce to the public until you tell us how you feel about it. Right. So some people will do that for free, just for the free product. Some people will do it as an incentive for an incentive, $25, $100. But the, the amount of information you get back is huge. There's also people that would love to be product ambassadors. 
right? Even if they have a small, you know, community, maybe they're a small business, they have a thousand followers or a small, or just a person, uh, you yeah. know, they're a high school cheerleader. They've got 5,000 followers. Yeah, exactly. Could be a reason to drop into her DMs and say, hey, listen, it's, I'm, I'm coming into your DMs because we're looking for potential product ambassadors. We have an application. Do you want to fill it out? Love that. So Love it's, that. I'm not coming into her DMs slapping down a link. I'm coming in saying, listen, we see your account. We're looking for product ambassadors. If that's something you're interested in, do you want the link to check it out? Sure. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Perfect. And I think too, then that you know, make sure you don't tell people that you're watching them because that's creepy and, and people don't <laughs> like it, but you are watching them and you are following up and you are being, you know, good about that, you know, and, and being aware of where your people are coming from too. So I think that's important. Oh, what yeah. other, what other recommendations, you know, I know that you um, mentioned at the beginning that you owned uh, your own product-based business and, mm-hmm. you know, you had sort of a massive growth experience as, as it relates to that, you know, what, what were maybe some things that you, and this maybe is a little bit off sales, but what are some things that you wish you would have known about business or sales then that you could give to people advice you could give to people now specifically about products? Yeah. Um, Well, there wasn't, we didn't have social media back then. So that was, that was in like 2007 to 2010. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a MySpace. I mean, there were, I think there might've been Facebook, but it was like. Yeah. So social media, so you were hitting the, hitting the pavement. Hitting the pavement. What we did was farmer's markets because it was a cherry juice, right? We live in Michigan, cherry capital. Um, my two partners were PhDs, so they wanted to write white papers and, you know, tell about the efficacy of the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know what? Nobody knows what the hell that is. So. So it's kind of it, the same. It, I equated it in the story that I told them, a story I'm going to tell you now, which is, you know, we all know what the iPod is, right? Yep. Do we think that Apple invented that technology? Yeah. No. No. The MP3 player was around for years before it became an iPod. Why? Because the guys who invented the MP3s were like, it's so awesome. And they're like talking about the features and benefits of an MP3 player right. and all the things that nobody cares about because nobody knows what the hell that is. Right. So the guy is actually from Michigan was like thousand songs in your pocket. Cause he's like, I just want to have my, I love going to the record shop, but yeah. I don't, can't always bring my record player everywhere that I go. Right. Thousand songs in your pocket. Boom. Massive, major cultural shift, billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's your version of the MP3 that someone that you can re-explain? Yeah in a way that's unique and special. So that's how I wish, I wish I had been able to convince my partners faster to re-explain it. It's not this health drink. They're, they were cancer research doctors. It's yeah. not, if you, t- you start saying cancer, A, you can't say it. Yeah. FTC is not going to like that. Right. right. So don't say I have a preventative cancer yeah. thing. Right. They're not going to want to hear that. So A, it's not legal. B, <laughs> um, it, people don't want to think about that. Yeah. Right? We all have this immortality thought process sometimes. So instead, it's healthy and it's good for you. Put Mix it in your vodka, put it in your orange juice, put it in water, well, however you like it. Get those beautiful Michigan cherries in your body and live a vibrant life. Like yeah. that was more of the pitch that we evolved into. And that gave it more broader base. So people don't always do things because they're good for them, do they? Right, right. <laughs> I don't go to the gym because it's good for me. It is good for me, but I just want my butt to look good in my skinny jeans when I go to my husband's reunion. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I do. 
I do know. So the fact that I have to do burpees and like lunges is not going to sell me on working out. So if the gym, if the, if the physical trainer was like, yeah, we can get you in your skinny jeans. Just got to come in tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., do 50 burpees, 30 lunges, progressive weights for the next 12 weeks. And I'm, I've been like, Ugh, I can't. I'm out. Good. Yeah. I'm out. Instead, he's like, we're getting you in your skinny jeans. See you tomorrow at 7. I'm like, boom, here's your 300 bucks. <laughs> right. Exactly. The the benefit. What is it going to do for me kind of thing? <laughs> like, how does What's it, it going to do for me? Why do I care? Right. And so why until we cry is like the we try to get there. If you're crying as you're thinking of it, obviously, you don't want to cry necessarily publicly. I mean, you know, if it's true, it's right. We don't want to be Tammy Faye. <laughs> People don't know who she is anymore. <laughs> Put the mascara right on. Contrable, your Saturday Night Live skits. Tammy Faye Baker. All right. Anyway, point is, is that your product-based business is a brand and you are a founder. And so your founding story and why you created that product, why you continue to develop new products, what your vision is that people might use it and how they might use it is the benefit. Like the, like the, the, the iRobot, like the, the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. You can talk about the products and the benefits, but like, what's the real benefit? What's the benefit beneath the benefit? Why until you cry? Because every time I sat down with my black pants, I, I sat up and it looked like I walked around with my cat on my butt all day. Right. <laughs> That's what I really care about. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I, I think you, you make this so easy to think about, you know, and you, you make it so easy to sell yourself when you put it in funny context, right? And you put it in stories and you put it in situations like that. It just doesn't feel so hard to do, right? And so that's what I love. Well, there's many things I love about you, but that's one of the things I love about you is that you just make it so easy for people to tell their story in a way and, and, you know, bring it into something funny and, and to just make it real. And people love that. And they want to hear those funny stories and they want to hear how it relates to, or why you did or what you're doing. And, you know, understanding that it's not always just about the thing. And, and that's awesome. And so, so, so good. Well, you and I could sit here and talk nineties for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) I, I love it. And we should maybe have a whole podcast about, what did we do before the internet sort of thing? And, and it would be a whole cool show for sure. Um, but as we start to wrap up, like what are some maybe final tips um, that business owners could think about and then tell us where we can find out more information about you? Oh, thank you very much. So final tips are you have a reason as to why you started your business. Even if it was just to make sure that your kid could still go to private school, even after the divorce, that's fine. No matter what it is, share the story. You probably are at some level a philanthropist. Who do you spot? Like, who do you care about? It is okay to have an opinion. And yes, some people won't care, but a lot of people do. And it's because of that reason that they'll buy your mixer and not somebody else's. So do talk about yeah. things that you care about. Yeah. You know, whether it's fostering dogs, <laughs> spaying and neutering your pets. <laughs> Saving the whales, reforesting the United States or the, the world. The, the point is you care about something, yeah. share it. Yeah. Share it. And then the last thing is don't be afraid to reach out to people and invite them to feel special. Right. So good. So good. Well, these were so amazing and super helpful. And I know our listeners will absolutely get so much value of it. If, if people want to find out more about you and how they could work with you or services that you provide, where can they find you? 
Yes. The best place to reach me is on my website, and that is www.renerebar.com. So it's R-E-N-E-E-H-R-I-B-A-R.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Renee. We certainly appreciate having you on the podcast. And for all of you, until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to hang out with other e-com business owners, head over to my free Facebook group, Six Figure Plus Ecom Success Strategies, and let's keep the conversation going. Thanks. Until next time.